0: I come to you with a message that I titled Change Through the Word of Faith And Father I just want to thank you Thank you for your word Speak to our hearts tonight In Jesus name Amen Change Through the Word of Faith When God involves himself in anything When God gets involved in anything No matter what it is A situation, a family, a church, the state, your life, when God gets involved, when he's through with it, there's got to be a change. The end result is always a change. And the change is usually for the better. Change is always when God gets involved in it. No matter what it is. No matter how long that situation is being. When God gets involved with it. When he is through. There will be a change. And the change is always. For the better. For the more beautiful. The more peaceful. With greater harmony. And order. That's the God that we serve. Now, when God wants to effect a change in any situation, in anything, what he does is he sends his word. God's word is the ultimate agent of change. God sits on his throne. He doesn't move around. He is the king. He sits on the throne and is ever seated on His throne. Jesus is seated at the Father's right hand. They don't go from there. If they want anything done, they send the Word. The Word of God is the birthplace for miracles. The Word of God is the birthplace for wonders. So if you want change in any area of life, embrace the word of God. Embrace the word of God with all of your heart. Because that's what God sends to bring about change in your situation, in my situation, in any situation. God has no other way to bring change that's good for mankind. The Bible tells us in Genesis that God made the heavens and the earth. And the earth that was made was without form and void and darkness was on the face upon the face of the deep God then spoke he sent his word that's the only way God effects change in any confused situation God sent His Word. So we have to embrace God's Word if we want change. That's the only thing that God has for us in this present world on the earth to effect change, to bring about change in our lives, in our situation. Whether it's physical, whether it's mental, whether it has to do with relationship, whatever it is, the Word of God. That's what's going to do it. And that faith in the word of God. The word of God is the birthplace for wonders. God will always send his word. The Bible tells us in Psalm 107 verse 20. He sent his word and healed them. And delivered them from all of their destructions. If God is going to deliver you from destruction, if you need healing in any area of life, not just physical healing, financial healing, you need healing in any area of life. The only way God knows to do it is to send his word. He sent his word and healed them. The word of God will bring healing into your situation. But you have to embrace that word that's given to you from the word of God. Embrace the word with all of your heart. And the change must come. Light will come into that situation. And change will come. God's word According to Hebrews chapter 1 verse 3. It's worth upholding everything that's been created in place. God upholds everything created by the word of his power. The word of God has power. And you embrace that word. It will change situations in your life. There is power in God's word. For man's deliverance, the word of God must be mixed with faith. God sends his word, but if you are going to receive it, you must receive the word of faith. The word is given. Mix the word with faith in your heart. It becomes the word of faith and change must come the world must be mixed with faith if we are to expect change in our situation many times we hear the word of god and we're dealing with what we feel how what we see the situation that's what the enemy wants he wants us to look at the natural situation where we've been the things that are happening and even though you know the word of god you don't feel like something can change And that's the way the enemy likes it. So that you remain in that situation and deteriorate. Instead of a change for the better. It's only through the word of God. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 2. It says the gospel. Indeed the gospel was preached unto them or unto us as well as them. But the word that they heard did not profit them. So notice, when God sends His word, He expects you to profit from the word. No matter what the word is. The gospel, for indeed the gospel was preached to us, as well as to them. But the word that they heard, did not profit them. Why? Being not mixed with faith in those that heard it. You can hear the word of God, but until you mix that word of God with faith in your heart, there is no benefit. God's word is given to us for benefit, for us to profit. The word is for your profiting. That's why I said in the other message, Christianity is a call to profiting. And profiting comes through the word of God. The gospel is good news. My situation is bad, but there's something coming. It's going to be better. That's the gospel. Gospel is good news. It's been so long that I've been in this situation. It's a sad situation. It's not been changed in a long time. But I have the word of God. And the word of God is to bring profit to me, to get me out of my situation for a change. And your change is coming tonight in Jesus' name. The change is coming tonight in Jesus' name. As the word of God that you are receiving is mixed with faith. Receive what God has given to you. Go to that part of scripture that addresses your situation. And mix that scripture with faith in your heart. And then wait. And then wait. You know, this. Uh, yesterday I was showing a young man of scripture out of Isaiah 50, uh, I believe, uh, 49, verse uh, 23. Uh, Isaiah 49, verse 23. And the scripture says, Kings shall be your foster fathers. Amen. Kings shall be every one of you. uh, Your foster fathers. You know what it means to be a foster child? Kings shall be your foster fathers and their queens, your nursing mothers. That's the way God wants it. He says, they shall bow down to you with their faces, their face to the earth. They'll lick the dust of your feet. Then you will know. That I am the Lord. For no one who waits on the name or waits on the Lord is going to suffer shame. If you wait on God, you can never suffer shame. For they shall not be ashamed who wait on the Lord. So when you hear the word of God and you mix that word, mix that word with faith, your day of deliverance is coming. All you have to do is wait upon the Lord. Before long, kings are going to be your foster fathers. Now bowing to you and licking the dust off your feet doesn't mean they're going to but what it is they'll make sure every of your need now God used men to take care of you. That's what he's saying. But the word has to be mixed with faith. Paul says in Romans chapter one, verse sixteen for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It is the power of God to salvation. For everyone who believes, say with me, everyone, it is the power of God to salvation. Salvation means deliverance, freedom, being blessed by God. That's what it means. It's the word sozo. The gospel, which is good news, we mix it with faith. It says it's the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jews first. And also for the Greek. The word of God and the gospel contains power for deliverance in every situation. The problem is we are always listening to what elders are saying. We are always looking at what's happening to everybody else. Who call themselves Christians. And then we look at ourselves and see in our situation that our situation is comparable to the SOL. I guess this is the way it's supposed to be, regardless even God, even if God's word says that that's not what I see among the brothers. So what we do then, based on our own understanding, we set aside the word of God and we settle with the rest of our brethren. Praise the Lord. That's what we all do. That's what we all do. We are not able to wait. We settle. Because it's normal to settle. It's convenient to just settle. It's tougher to fight. It's hard to wait. It's very hard to wait. That's why the Bible says, They that wait, they that wait stay with quiet confidence believing God and trusting in him. Waiting. God has a way of taking you to the very brink. To see if you're going to give up. But if you stay in faith, that word is mixed with faith in your heart. He comes through in a big way. And once he it begins, he's all up. You Remember Joseph from the time he had these dreams, initially it was all down, down, right? All the way down. But when the upside the upturn came, it was all up to the very top. That's the way God is. His ways are past finding out. But thank God we have the scriptures. And we are given examples to live by. And we can wait on Him and trust in Him and know that things will be well for us as we believe in Him. You know, nothing fails. Let me put it this way. Nothing works when faith fails. When you have lost faith, nothing works. When Satan is getting you to a place where you've lost your faith in your destiny, nothing works after that. All you got is hopelessness. And so the great fight is what the Bible calls the good fight of faith. When faith is, everything works. Amen? Amen? When faith is there, standing, everything must work. Eventually, everything will, will turn. When faith, faith is in place. When the word of God is in your heart, mixed with faith. Because God is not a man that he should lie. I like that scripture. You hear me quote it a lot. To remind myself, God cannot lie. I can wait on him. My situation is going to change. I will definitely see the change. I'll just stay put and wait for him and keep doing what God's called me to do. And when he's speaking to me, the situation is got to change. You know, in um, Luke chapter 22, uh, Jesus was speaking to uh, Simon Peter. Um, From verse 31 and 32, he said, The Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan had asked for you. He wants you. Satan has asked for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, that your faith should not fail. What Jesus prayed for, Peter, so that he won't go through temptation, that nothing will happen to him, bad things will not happen to him. That's not what he prayed for. What he was praying for was one thing, which is the most important thing that you have. Your faith. I have prayed for you that your faith should not fail. And when you have returned to me, strengthen your brethren. That is an amazing thing. Now God is pulling back the curtain for us to see what is happening in the realm of God and the demonic forces and principalities, he seems like Satan has a right to ask God for some kind of trouble to come into your life. And he's granted. Why? When I get up, I will understand. <laughs> he said, Satan actually asked, Who was it? Some kind of prayer? Well, who was he asking? Why didn't he just go get Peter? But Satan asked. Jesus would not lie. Amen. Satan actually asked for Peter. And his asking was primarily targeted towards his faith. To make his faith fail. Using circumstances to make you give up. Turning situations around in your life when he's granted To make you give up. I don't even know if Satan is asking for you tonight (laughs) or asking for me to make things uncomfortable, to make things really bad, where you begin to question and you want to throw away your faith. But thank God, according to the scriptures in Romans chapter 8, Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father. And he is still making intercession for us. Hi, Why? Why? That our faith should not fail. Amen? That your faith will not fail. Because when faith is not in place, when fear has replaced faith, nothing works. Things begin to go down. You just watch. And Satan knows how to walk on your faith, and he uses life circumstances, difficult circumstances, unusual circumstances, things that you're not expecting, things that will make you question, why am you here, Christian, say this? Why is God allowing this? Have you heard that? And he knows that's what you want. That, that word begins to come out of your mouth. He's got you where you want here. He's going to beat the daylight out of you. And before long, you got no faith. All you see is things in the natural. The word of God doesn't mean anything. You heard them, they'll say, Well, Pastor, I know God says that, but. You heard that? Pastor, yes, I know what the Bible says. Sometimes you're trying to encourage them, you speak that scripture, before you end it, they finish it up for you, and then they put the word but at the end. Meaning, it doesn't matter what you're saying, pastor. I'm not going to believe. I know what's happening in my life. You don't understand. Well, he does. He does. Amen. It's really after your faith. When things are difficult in your life, it's not because of what's happening. What the enemy is really after is your faith. That's what he's really after. Remember the Bible says faith is our victory. That's our victory. And so the enemy comes after that. The Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 13. Above all. Please say that with me. Above all. Take take taking the shield of faith. Above everything above the belt of truth, above the breastplate of righteousness, the helmet of salvation, above all, take on the shield of faith. Taking the shield of faith with which you are able to quench all the fiery darts of the enemy. All the fiery darts of the wicked one. We need that shield of faith. But faith comes by hearing... And hearing by the word of God. So when the enemy comes at you and he's giving you all these strange feelings and all these strange doubts and all of that, it, all is after, and what he's doing is real. What you see in the natural is real. What's happening to you is real. The, the pain is real. Everything that they are saying is real. What the doctor is saying, they're not lying to you. But what he wants you to do is to give up what you know which is the truth and lean on your own understanding or lean on what people think. And the opinions of men. And then it's got you where you are. And then you lose your destiny. Your faith is the only stabilizing force for your destiny. That's why Jesus said to Peter, I prayed for you that your faith should not fail. Because once your faith fails, your destiny is gone. Judas' faith failed. Amen. That was the end of it. They did right about the same thing. Peter's faith didn't fail, he survived and became one of the greatest apostles. Judas, his faith failed. He felt bad about what he had done, remember? But he had no faith. Lost his life. Your faith. That's the most important thing. So no matter what's happening in your life, start believing what God says contrary to what you're saying. and Don't say those things that you're saying in the natural. It seems like it's a denial thing. But speak the truth. The word of God is truth. Your word is truth. Jesus said in, in John chapter 17. Your word is truth. That's what we need to do. We need to believe the word of God. So what kind of faith works with God? The faith that works is your personal faith. Your personal faith. God works more with your personal faith than group faith. Sometimes your unbelief will cancel and the one who is praying for you, their faith. So your personal faith is so important. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 20, uh, verse 38, it says there, Now the just shall live by faith. But if anyone draws back, my soul, there's no pleasure in him. So your personal faith is so important. That w- that's what God wants. The Bible says, be it unto you according to your faith. So your personal faith is what you want of God, And that's what the enemy is after. Your personal faith. Jesus said, The law and the prophets were until John. Since that time, the kingdom of God has been preached. And everyone is pressing into it. The law and the prophets, that's in Luke chapter 16, verse 16. The law and the prophet were until John. From that time of John the Baptist, the gospel is being preached. Gospel means good news. Gospel means the word of God. The word of God, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But it didn't profit them because they didn't mix the word that they heard with faith. From the days of John the Baptist, from the time on, the law... And the prophets were until John the Baptist. And from the time of John the Baptist until now, the gospel is being preached, and everyone is pressing into it. I said that to say this. It is never a group race. It's a personal race. Everyone, you know, when, you know how, when you're trying to get into a place and there's a bunch of people wanting to get into the same place, You press hard to get in. You move people around, you know, to to get in. From that time on, everyone is pressing in. It's an individual thing. If you don't press in, you won't get in. But it takes faith. It's not by strength. It's not by power. It's not by mind. It's by God's spirit. It takes strength in the spirit to really press on. Otherwise, you are going to be discouraged and you give up. So it's an individual thing. So forget this group consciousness. It's an individual thing. So to build your personal faith, you you have to forget the individualistic approach to faith. You have to ab- embrace, I mean, embrace the individualistic approach to faith. It's me and the Word of God. And forget the group things. Don't care about what, they f- what they're what saying, what they're doing, or how they feel. You'll hear all kinds of things. Stay with what you know from the Word of God. That's the thing That is going to work. Just you and your father. He knows what is there. Everyone has a different test. Your test is different from mine. What God wants for you. Where he's taking you is different. So I can't depend, I can't look at what's happening in your life. Because we go in different places. The way God has called us, we're different. We got different work, different ministries. What he's doing in your life and where he wants to take you is different. So if I look at what's happening in your life and use that to judge what God is doing in my life, I'll miss it. I've got to go with what God is doing in my life. Your situation is different from mine. The difficulties that you're going through, they're different from mine. But they're all called difficulties. It'll take faith to whip all of them. So, but you have to believe what God is doing in your life. That's the first thing. It's your individual faith. The second thing is refuse to accept pity. For your situation, stick to the word of promise, the word of God. Stick to God's promises for your life, and refuse to accept pity. I don't like being in the hospital and people buying me flowers. It's good for a while, but you still stay on the hospital bed. When you begin to feel pity, you are already discouraged. And discouragement will not get you to your destiny. The Bible says, be strong and of a good courage. That is the only way you will be successful. That is the only way you will prosper. Don't be afraid, God says. Be of a good courage. In other words, discouraging circumstances will come into your life. But you need to know how to find your place in the house of God to strengthen yourself in the faith. David had a lot of discouraging moments in his life. But he knew how to find his place in God to encourage himself. The Bible says he encouraged himself in the Lord. And then he inquired from God. And God spoke. So refuse pity. Joseph never embraced self-pity. Many of us, I believe I do that. I mean, favorite son to now being a slave in a house, haunted by a lustful woman. God, what did I do to cause Resolus? I was a good kid. You want to tell your story to everybody. They, Joseph never did that. Joseph never told his story to anybody. He didn't want anybody to feel sorry for him. He could have told, Padre, You know, my brother sold me. I was a, My father was this and he would be with that. And I was the favorite son. I had this dream. I did all of this. And my wicked brother sold me. He didn't say anything to anybody. If he had, after he told the Egyptians that these were the brothers, they'll kill them before they get back. (laughs) The Egyptians will kill them. But he kept everything to himself. He wasn't looking for pity. We think we're doing ourselves good when we're telling everybody what's going on in our lives and all the troubles and all of that. I I think knowing the word of God, you're really doing yourself a lot of disservice. If you must speak, go to God. Once you lock yourself in the closet, tell him anything you want to say. That's the place to tell him. You can complain there. Talk to him. He'll listen to you. It's when you take it out that you have a problem with him. Stay with him and you can tell him anything. He's God. He can handle it. Remember the disciples telling Jesus? We don't know where you're going. And how can we know the way? I am the way, the truth, and the life. And they were free to talk to him. And he he calmly would answer them. And then they said, okay, now, Lord, you don't need to speak anymore. We got everything that you're saying. Now we know you from there. And we don't need anybody to teach you. They were satisfied because he answered. But if they were going out and talking, did you know this Jesus has been saying all this stuff? Forget it. It won't work for them refuse self-pity. Refuse for anyone to pity you. Because what that says is your situation is going to remain for a long time. You need pity. I, I don't need pity. You get it tonight? I don't want anybody pitying me. Jesus is in my life. The Holy Spirit is in my life. I don't need pity. Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Why do I need pity? I would rather die. He is in my life. And he's big in your life too. So we stay with him. Because he's our God. And then the third thing, because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God, study the word of God. Study the word of God. Study. Today is so easy to study. It's so easy. Just click. The other day I was just, you know, checking something out. I was seeing pictures of William Seymour and things about him. William Seymour, Azusa Street Revival. I saw pictures of uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. Just walking around and all of that. I was shocked because of what internet can do now. i just listening to all these things these men have done and, and the great things that they have done. And I was saying, oh, Lord God, I really need help. Look at these things. Look at these guys. They don't look like humans at all. What's happened to me? I need help, God. Please. But as you listen to their words and what they're saying, you are encouraged. And as they give our scriptures, you go check them out to see, boy, that's what helped him. This will help me also. Amen. So study the word of God. It's so easy to study today. There are tapes. Use them. We got tapes here. Listen to them. Now, I've listened to tapes and I'll listen again and that, Wow, how come I didn't hear it this way the first time? I'm not even sure that the one who was speaking realized what they have spoken. And I get it. Because as they speak, the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. And they're saying words, and sometimes they shock themselves as the word comes out of their mouth. Because they are speaking under the auction of the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is giving them words. That's read my words, and I can get it when I listen to them. I go back again, I get it from them, because they are speaking as the oracle of God. So much we can know if we will just give time to study. First Timothy chapter four, verse 13. Paul says, "Till I come, give attention to reading." to exhortation and doctrine what are you to give attention to reading reading what read read Till i come back to you timothy my son i want you to give a lot of attention to reading spend your time reading and spend your time exhorting people yourself included Spend yourself formulating doctrine from what you read for your life. I need you to do that. Until I come, give yourself to this time. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When you give yourself to the word of faith, faith automatically comes out. I re- I remember I told you the word of God is the birthplace for wonders. And so when you receive the word of faith, the word of faith goes into your heart. Your heart is the birthplace for faith. He says the word of faith, this is the word of faith, Romans chapter 10, the word of faith that we preach, the word is in your mouth and in your heart. That's the word of faith that we preach. So when you receive the word of faith, the word of faith goes into your heart, and that's where faith begins to work. The power of faith begins to be released. The power of the word. As you mix the word in your heart with faith, then you'll, be find, you'll find yourself saying things that sometimes amazes you. And it's the word of faith. But it comes through studying the word of God. So give attention to that. First thing tonight is meditate on the word of God. So meditate. Now what does that mean? You say these things to yourself. And then you begin to draw conclusions based on what you're studying. You understand what I'm saying? You studied the word, and then you begin to draw conclusions. If by his stripes I am healed, Jesus took my infirmities and bore my diseases. wrong well, then why am I still sick? That's meditation. How come these things are happening to me, God? And then you meditate, and you meditate, you read the word again, and it comes right out into your heart again, and then you hear another preacher go to the same scriptures, and you begin to think on it, and all of a sudden, you're asking serious questions now. I don't think I should have this thing in my life. Your meditation is beginning to bear fruit. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may be able to do all that is written written in it for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success meditation now 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 15 says meditate on these things give yourself entirely to them so that your progress might be evident to all. Amen. Meditate on these things, my son Timothy. Meditate on these things, think on them. Give yourself totally to what you are meditating. Not not no reservation. Give yourself entirely to what you are meditating on. And he says if you do that, then your profiting, your progress will become evident to all. But until you give yourself to that, there's nothing to see. See? There's nothing to see. So take the word, meditate on the word, refuse to fear, refuse to be pitied. Don't even allow it, don't even accept it. Stand your ground in God's word. And Change will come. Change will come. Change will come to your your life tonight in Jesus' name. Change will come to your situation tonight in Jesus' name. Stand up with me tonight. I believe that God has spoken to you tonight. If that's the case, can I hear an amen? Amen. Well, God spoke to you tonight. Don't be a forgetful hearer. Be a doer of the word. There's a reason why God is bringing this word for us, you know? Because this is the year... Of fruitfulness. Amen. This is the year of fruitfulness. Things will change. In my life. And in your life. It will. Let's lift our hands up to the Lord tonight. I need you to give thanks. To God. Not for the situation. But in the situation. Because change is coming your way. Joy is coming because before long is going to be morning. Amen. It's going to be morning in your life. God is going to bring about a daylight for every life tonight. In the name of Jesus your daylight is coming. Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of God has been lifted up on your life. Amen. Can you say the glory of God is upon my life right now. God bless you. We're dismissed.